the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a regifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, the Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love Seinfeld. You love Seinfeld. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we are talking season six, episode 16, The Kiss Hello. It first aired February 16th, 1995. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? You know it, baby. The Kiss Hello. Elaine's physical therapist friend loves to kiss hello, but Jerry despises the practice. Kramer decides to adorn the apartment lobby with resident photos to encourage tenants to know their neighbors. Okay. All right. That is the gist. And to start this episode off, per usual, we have got us a stand-up, this one on hair. Now, I was thinking the other day about hair. <laughs> What's the deal with hair? Um, and that the weird thing about it is, is that people will touch other people's hair. You will actually kiss another human being right on the head. But if one of those hairs should somehow be able to get out of that skull and go off on its own, it's now the vilest, most disgusting thing that you could encounter. The same hair. People freak out. Ah, ah, the hair. It's in the egg salad. <laughs> I thought this was actually pretty damn solid and kind of astute. Yeah. Yes, dude. I'm with you, buddy. It's just like, I was like, that's actually right on point right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like more often than not, like you know, the hair on the head, I'll rub my, I'll rub my hand on like a, a buddy's head, and it's no big deal. But how dare that thing get off and fall onto like you know anything else? I'm just like ah, gross. How dare it? <laughs> so. All right, let's get into the episode, and we start off uh, with George at Jerry's place. They have a random talk about flamenco dancing, and just one of these regular Seinfeld random talks. Uh, Jerry gets a call from his nana, and he's got to go open up a bottle of ketchup for her. Uh, you know, apparently she's having issues opening up bottles and whatnot. She's old. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So, and, and, and then they have a discussion about squeeze bottles for ketchups, which is funny because that's really prevalent now, you know, and back, mm -hmm. but back then I, it wasn't so much. Yeah. I guess in 95, it was still mostly all glass bottles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Though I, rem I, I know this because there was a throwback trivia takedown question that I wrote uh, actually, not either. I think uh, one of our patrons wrote it and sent it to me. But um, uh, apparently in, in 1983, Heinz patented a squeezable container for its condiments. So 12 years earlier, they've had this technology. <laughs> but it just, it just never caught on for some reason. Interesting. I mean, I guess. I mean, it was on mustard and other stuff. And it was on ketchup. I, I guarantee I remember. Dude, when I grew up, we didn't have glass ketchup. Yeah. I almost always remember having squeezable ketchup, even from when I was a kid. I mean, dude, I'm 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 kind of with you on that. I just I just was assuming by the conversation here, though, you know that that the zeitgeist it wasn't prevalent. But yeah. yeah, dude, I'm the same as you. I don't actually remember having glass ketchup bottles in my fridge. 
Yeah, like really ever in in at least you know when I was younger. That being said, I am a mustard guy for sure. Are you a ketchup guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, well, as I'm older, I appreciate mustard more and more, and it's it's one that I will go to heavily. It's got a, you know, it's got a more bold flavor. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there's a sweetness with ketchup. I mean, they work really well together. Ketchup and mustard is a you know, harmony made in heaven right there. I mean, like a, a good hot dog needs just ketchup and mustard. You get some sweet, you get some tang, you get some like all that good shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, and so. especially for me, it's a specific kind of fries uh, with ketchup. I, I like the big steak fries, and then, oh, I love mm. putting ketchup on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a potatoey fry. Now, yeah. there's a lot of people, like the shoestring stuff, I mean, no. you're just basically eating fried bits. Yeah. Like, that's really all it is. Yeah. Now that being said, my favorite French fry is McDonald's French fries, but okay. yeah, but they are they do yeah that's like as thin as I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like my to get very pretentious, my absolute favorite kind of fry out there is like a classic Belgian fry. Mm. If you've ever been to Belgium, yeah, yeah. Uh, or or been to places that like serve Belgian style fries, like they're just like there's just something natural about them, but they're just fucking delicious. And I, I've been to both Belgium yeah, and had Belgian yeah. fries, <laughs> and, and dip them in like an aioli instead, yeah. and it's just like ah oh, yeah, fucking so, awesome, so good. But but back back to Seinfeld and the no, I want to talk about more fries. <laughs> Fuck no, this, it, this it is was the fry it pass. was fun. <laughs> it was fun in this the beginning of this episode having these two non you know conversations that especially the flamenco one doesn't really have anything kind mm-hmm. of to go with it in this episode and uh you and i have discussed that in the past and i do think our conversation is going to go this way in this episode but you know now with so much stuff packed into these episodes they don't have as much time to breathe and it was kind of nice hearing them talk about bullshit like yeah. earlier episodes in the earlier seasons there would be a lot more of them just talking bullshit yep yep and we'll definitely discuss more of that but more of that by the end of this episode correct okay all right uh they see elaine on their walk uh but she's with her friend wendy and jerry's all kind of upset because when he first met her he kissed her on the cheek and then gave her a kiss hello and so now he's obligated to do it every single time yeah and of course wendy is played by wendy malik uh from jesus a million things but uh i always just, go back to uh just shoot me just shoot me yep yeah exactly yeah. Um, but one thing that I, I really liked her in recently, uh, she was the voice of BoJack's mother in BoJack Horseman. Okay, which is a you, phenomenal. You've been, talking, phenomenal yeah, you've been show. telling me to watch that for a bit now. Uh, it's on. It's on my queue. It's on my to do list uh, for Netflix. But yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. It. Keisha and I have had this discussion. We think BoJack Horseman is the only show that really presents depression kind of properly okay. in a weird route. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like. It, it's a fucking awesome show. It's so dark humor. You would dig it. Oh, and, and it's Will Arnett, right? Is that who's Bojack? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, I, I fucking love Will Arnett, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, Aaron Paul is uh, kind of his buddy in that one. I mean, okay. you get, you get, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize so many damn voices in it. it yeah. I, can't, I can't go through all of them. Yeah. It's, it's one of those shows that every, every voice on there is somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Amy Sedaris. F. Paul Tompkins or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul F. Tompkins. Um, yeah, that's his, I think that's his podcast, that's right? F. Paul Tompkins? Something yeah. like that, yeah. So whatever. But it's just shit ton. So anyway, all right. Uh, we find out that Wendy is a physical therapist. And, uh, of course, immediately George is that kind of guy who bugs her about this thing with his arm. Uh, you know, and she's like, all right, fine. Come by and see me. And, of course, this pisses off Elaine for him bugging, you know, her doctor friend. 
And I love how when 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 Wendy leaves, Lane's like, "What are you doing?" And she grabs George's arm. <laughs> yes. And this is like the, these are the the Elaine stuff that I like. I love the mm-hmm. the aggressive Elaine stuff. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, Jerry, Elaine, and George go to Monks, and Jerry he decides he he wants off this kiss hello train. <laughs> He's done with it. Uh, Jerry also kind of calls out Wendy's hairdo, which is something that you notice as, as an audience member. You look at her like, "Woo, that's like, I wouldn't call it bouffant, but it is kind of like, it is extra volumey and not attractive. Yeah. And of course I had a note in the first scene of what's with her hair, but I didn't even mention it because yeah, we find out in the next scene that it's supposed to be that way for the plot, for the plot point, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kramer comes in and, you know, has this uh, plan. He wants to put everybody's picture at the, in the lobby of their complex because that way everybody will see what everyone looks like, get to know them, you know, and it'll be a lot more friendlier place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? He's not wrong there. Um, but I will say my one note here is that it was nice seeing the whole gang uh, in one booth at Monk's. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel mm-hmm. like we haven't seen that in a while. Like the whole all four of them. And I was like, oh, that's nice seeing them get together like this. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, but to me, that screams safety concern. I'm like, oh, I don't. I mean, I don't trust any of the. I, I don't trust my neighbors. I don't trust any of that kind of shit. Like, you know, living in an apartment, you don't know these fuckers. They come in and out. They move. Like yeah. they live there for one year. It's like, uh, uh-uh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. No. While I think it's a, it's an interesting idea, I of course would never participate because my favorite thing about living in an apartment complex is that no one knows me and I can just go mm. in and out at my free. Once people start knowing me and I have to start worrying about interacting with neighbors and stuff, that's when I start thinking about moving. Is that wrong? Is yeah. something wrong with me there? Yeah. You have some, um, yeah, some trust issues. It sounds like to me. <laughs> it's social issues. I think. Yeah. There you go. Just a lot of issues. <laughs> there you go. Issues on issues on issues. <laughs> All right. Uh, Elaine comes up with this idea. You know how blunt Kramer is. Has this idea, you know what? She should introduce Kramer to Wendy. He would totally say something about her hair. <laughs> so, yeah, because she is, um, I guess, such a bad friend, she's not willing to say something herself. <laughs> so <laughs> she comes up with this plot to do it and have Kramer have it do it instead. And, and honestly, it's... It's great because we've actually seen examples of this from Kramer. So it's mm-hmm. not like they're doing this like shoehorned like plot point in. We actually know that, oh, Elaine, yeah, you're right. He probably will say something. Now, granted, it might not be what you want him to say, <laughs> but he's going to say something. With Kramer, it's never what you want to say. but it's never. <laughs> yeah, but 100% it is um, a viable plan. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Mm -hmm. 
All right, we then cut to Nana's place. And hello, Uncle Leo's there. <laughs> My first note is Uncle Leo exclamation point. And I yep. love how Jerry does the same hello. Well, he and the hand <laughs> motions. Yes, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so Nana apparently called him as well to open up the ketchup. I like how she brings out the bottle and then Leo and, and Jerry kind of fight over who's going <laughs> to open the bottle for Nana. <laughs> so that's kind of cute. <laughs> We also see just more of, you know, she's definitely slipping in her old age, just mentally. And, you know, she has issues as to what year it is and, you know, that kind of thing. And so she mentions about to Leo about making sure that he gave his sister the $50. And Leo kind of acts all awkward about it. What? No, I definitely don't owe Helen, you know, your mother $50. And because uh, apparently their dad won $1,000 at the track uh, and, you know, he's going to give the kids $50 each. Jerry looking immediately suspicious at Leo. <laughs> Loved it. I love Jerry's look right here at the end of the scene. Yeah. Um, at the uh, complex, where you meet Julio, who's kind of like, a, not really the super, but I guess like the, I don't know, handyman guy of the building. Yeah. 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 Uh, played by Julio Oscar Macoso. And I actually mentioned that because I've worked with Julio Oscar Macoso. Oh. Uh, if you look up a very not high quality um <laughs> two-part film um, called El Dorado. Uh, I was the assistant editor, the lead assistant editor. Thank you very much uh, on that film. And I did, I have met Julio. Um, He actually did a very good job. I'd say my two favorite actors of that movie was Luke Goss and Julio uh, Macoso, who were the two villains of the film. Um, Both nice guys. Uh, but it was funny to kind of see him, you know, younger and with hair or, well, not with hair. But yeah, he's, kind of he's some, some hair. <laughs> he's, yeah, some hair. Some hair. And he, he's been in so many things. Like, I was like, oh, I recognize him. And I look in his IMDb and, like, yeah, he's been in everything from, like, NYPD Blue to, like, other yeah. stuff to more recent. Uh, but, of course, he unfortunately passed away in 2017. What? Uh, oh, yeah. shit, I didn't notice that. Yeah, unfortunately. Damn. Um, but yeah, he had a lot of credits under his belt, and I, I guarantee you, if you don't know his name, you, you recognize yeah. him when you see him. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. He was a nice dude. Yeah. Well, I'm a one degree separation between Julio Oscar Macoso. Oh, damn. Oh. I didn't. Yeah, I, I totally missed that. Yeah. So okay. I don't think he. I don't even think he was that old either. Sadly. Sixty-two. That's not. Yeah, that's not that's, old enough. No. 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 Yeah, I worked with him in uh, in twenty. Well, two thousand and nine was the okay. movie when I when yeah. When we were working, I'll, so anyway, that up. yeah, you don't need to. It's not that good of a movie. It's not. It's not good at all. But if you want to see my name and credits, <laughs> check it. Hey, out. that's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. Be on IMDb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! I'm not living in the past, am I? <laughs> yeah, you don't. You're not co-founder of a nostalgic podcast network, are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet I can throw that editing reel over the mountains. <laughs> that kind of thing. All right. Anyway. Uh, Jerry and Elaine go to his apartment. Kramer is already there looking through his shit. <laughs> um, Jerry immediately calls him out for, you're looking for a picture of me for the lobby. And he, he's like, yeah, fine. Um, so he kind of heads back to his place. Well, uh, hold on. I, I like that, uh, that Kramer's like, you know, Jerry says something to lead him up to this. And Kramer's like, well, you don't rob someone if you know their name. And then Jerry goes, you're robbing me. Yeah. True. <laughs> Which absolutely, I'm pretty sure like a lot of robberies are someone that you've met or you can scope out their place. Or, exactly. You know, it's like, it's like, like the majority of kidnappings are the parent. Right. And so yeah. it's like, I think it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, um, 
Uh, Lane wants to make sure that Kramer is coming back because he's, you know, she's going to have uh, Wendy come over. Uh, Jerry then gets a call from his mother. And, you know, he tells her about the $50. And she apparently <laughs> never got any. I, he, I loved how Jerry just immediately threw Uncle Leo under the bus. <laughs> oh, yeah. without I mean... He has love for Uncle Leo, but he doesn't. He doesn't like Uncle Leo. No. no. <laughs> so. Now I will say that crowd liked uh, uh, when Elaine said uh, she's like, "I want to see you again." To Kramer, you know, Kramer's like, "Wait, why? Why should I come back?" Elaine mm. was like, "I want to see you again," and Kramer's like, sort of leaving but looking Woo! back. Yeah. Well, the crowd. The crowd was very lively this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And so. you know what? I, I kind of miss a lively crowd. Yeah, I know. We have mentioned it. There were a couple. I can't remember if it was this episode or maybe the next one um, where Kramer does like a particularly good, like kind of he heads out and then comes right back in like a big swinging door come in. And there was like, there wasn't a cheer, but the crowd was still kind of lively. But I was like, you needed something. Yeah. <laughs> you needed something more. <laughs> give some, give us, give us something here guys. Yeah. So uh, we then cut to Del Boca Vista and we see Morty, who is obnoxious about the $50 and how much the interest would be, conservative interest rates and shit like that. God, I, Morty is such a fucking dick with that stuff. <laughs> Dude, he is crunching those numbers, bro. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's he is like ready to like come after Leo, fly up there, fly up, like waste $200 on a flight just to get like, you know, his $50 back or whatever. No, it no, be. it was going to be $533. Well, like, I'm not going to lie to you. It was yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but with the interest. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and right. like Uncle Leo is going to give you any of that, Morty. Come on. But I still got to say, that's my Morty. Oh, God. <laughs> just, oh, <laughs> I would hate to have a dad like that i'm sorry i'm not gonna lie i know i know <laughs> wendy comes up and jerry finds an interesting way to not kiss hello um i do like before before she does come up him and elaine have a nice little discussion like you know oh, it might be worth it if you know if i can touch a breast as yeah. well you know when i'm saying hello and, <laughs> and, and elaine's like, like that. how about an intercourse hello and i love yeah. jerry's like elaine now you're just being ridiculous <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah I would totally uh, be okay with any of those. I, I, yes, me too. And honestly, I don't mind the kiss hello, especially not with Wendy Malick, no. man. Come no, on. No, with like most people. Like, you know, it's not that. It's just the thing is now they're so unused very often. I don't know when I am when I do it or when I don't. Yeah. See, it's mostly some family people, like some aunts, uh, some grandmothers or whatnot. But like, you know, everyone else. It's, it's not usually a thing, but, like, yeah. I have no issues with it. I mean, yeah. hell, I'd come and kiss, kiss your cheek. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, that, that was one thing this whole entire episode. I was like, ah, Jerry, you're a little bit too crazy about this, you know? But I think maybe they're stepping us into his germophobia a little bit more and more. True, here. true. Yeah, you're right, 100%. 100%. Yeah, so. All right, so Wendy does come up, and Jerry hides behind the fridge, uh, which is, I think, a wonderful idea, the way he's just kind of, like, Staying laser focused on the fridge and blocking her out so that way she can't uh, kiss him. So yeah. he doesn't have to do it. It was it was a good physical gag. Yes, it was. Uh, we then see that George uh, did – well, we find out that George canceled the meeting with Wendy. Um, Kramer comes in. And he takes an awkward Polaroid of Jerry uh, for the lobby, which you get a, a shot of and you see later down the line. But it's just – it's hilarious. I love it. I've, I even took a picture of my TV yes. screen and sent it to, to Adam. I was like, look at this shit. Yeah. So uh, Kramer does meet Wendy, and he says, 
that he likes her hairdo and she should keep it. It's really unique. No one does it that way anymore. And she was thinking about changing it and he talks her out of it. Uh, and it's just like, oh my God, Kramer, of course you ruined what Elaine wanted. And then a nice little physical gag of where he's trying to take a picture of her. doesn't work. He looks at the flash and ends up flashing himself with the camera. Ha ha ha. Uh, good, good. Michael Richards. That was good. And honestly, that probably would have made it into the top 100 if this episode was prior to that one. So one thing that actually that we didn't mention, um, with the top 100, the one before, cause you were talking about like, man, I really wish they did another one. They do. They do. They do a whole other clip show, like right oh. before the final. Okay. Uh, before the finale, so it, we're gonna get some more, probably. Okay. You know the ones that we missed. So. Gotcha. Don't worry, buddy. You're gonna get. I'm sure the toupee, you know, thrown out the window. You're gonna get <laughs> maybe this. You'll get some other stuff. Well, hey, I, as you guys remember, uh, I think we were both pleasantly surprised by how much we enjoyed the clip show. Uh, yeah. So you know what? I'm actually looking forward to it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll think of another game or something by that time too. Hey, oh, by the way, I think we got really positive feedback on on the game uh, online. People seem to have liked yeah. it. So yeah, good good job yeah. on that one, bud. Woo! Go me. <laughs> All right. Uh, later, we see Wendy is interested in Kramer and Elaine. I love her response. She's just utterly confused by it. <laughs> and, and she because because uh, Wendy asks if there's anything wrong with Kramer, and she's just like <laughs> she does this like great like. A thousand yard, like, like I'm, I'm, I have PTSD. I, I just came back from Vietnam. She does this fucking just great, just stare out mm-hmm. into oblivion, and and she's and she's just like, uh, she doesn't even know how to answer that. And I was like, wow. So far, this has had some really good, like, physical face acting comedy in this episode. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, George did go over to see Wendy later, but he's apparently being charged for Tuesday's appointment. That he canceled because they have a policy that within under 24 hours, if you cancel, you still have to pay for the appointment, I mean, uh, which I've, I've, see, I've heard of before. I've never really had to – I've never canceled or had to deal with that kind of thing. I, I've – I know. I mean, honestly, most places it's it is a policy, and because you know it is a policy, I always cancel prior to the twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. But my wife did have to cancel a, a dentist appointment once uh, within the twenty four hours, and they didn't charge her. I think if that would be something that we would do on the regular, then they would probably charge mm-hmm. us. But I don't think most people get charged on like the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But I do find it to be pretty regular, and George shouldn't have been that shocked by it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, in the lobby, uh, Kramer has everyone's pictures up, and it's actually kind of working. Yeah. Everyone's saying hello to everybody, uh, but Jerry is a bit annoyed by it, a bit miffed. <laughs> you saw so. Newman's pictures up there, right? Oh, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like dead center. It's like right by it. But yeah, the picture that, that they actually took of Jerry for the wall, it's, I mean, it's fucking great, dude. It is. Uh, like mouth wide open, you know, like kind of face. So. You know what I what I can't wait for, and it's one of my favorite uh, gifts. Um, it's when he sees the spider and he looks up, and they actually do that camera angle of him looking down with, and he kind of gets shocked, and then the spider mm-hmm. kind of falls on him. I don't know what that's. It's coming up. We haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet, but that's another one that I, I love. A good, I love a good shocked Jerry face. Yeah. So. Uh, but yes, so he's meeting these new people, and he's starting these kisses. Hello. Oh, no. Damn it. He hates those. All right. At the apartment, uh, Jerry talks to his mother, and uh, Leo, apparently, we find out, put Nana in a home. Oh, I and mean, uh, Jerry thinks it's to keep her quiet. But honestly, she's kind of showing that she probably does need the help. 
she probably needed it when the episode with the banks, you know, the checks and everything. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. she couldn't just, you know, she had to go down and deal with all that stuff. I it's uh, it's, it's uh-huh. sad that it's it's a funny plot point, but I, I can't imagine that it was an easy decision for Uncle Leo to make. Like, we're all laughing about it now, but it's like, you know, I mean, now that we're older, yeah. we've seen the process of it. It's not an easy decision to make, but but no. this is what Seinfeld does great, man. This is what Seinfeld takes shit that we all know is, is painful in real life, but allows us to to have fun with it, you know? Exactly. Well, because it happens to coincide with this these $50 that are being owed, and so it's got to be because of that. That had to be, you know, he's only doing it so he doesn't have to pay the money back. It happens to coincide with this week's shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. And now, back to the show. So at, still so still at the apartment, Jerry complains to Kramer uh, about the whole you know shit downstairs, and he says it's like he's Richard Dawson down there, which immediately, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me throw back to uh, our, our, actually our, highlights of 100 episode where we talked about the family feud people and you're like oh i love richard dawson i know i know i saw this and i cheered i was like yeah my boy richard dawson sleazy sleazy d exactly because he (laughs) kissed everybody well every female every female pretty much so all right um he even kissed the uggos he kissed everybody. <laughs> he was just he was just sleaze man loved it he 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 made sleazy classy I don't know if I'd agree with that, but all right. So Jerry says he's fed up and he wants to take his picture down. 
Uh, you know, also no more kissing, no matter what the consequences, no matter what. And uh, then Kramer grabs his head, both sides of his head, and plants one on him right as George enters the apartment. And we get just a wonderful little uh, George slowly backing away. That's kind of, to me, almost reminiscent of the meme of Homer Simpson backing yeah. away back into, <laughs> into, the, into the hedges. Uh, the yeah. hedges. <laughs> but like it was George just kind of backing away like, I was never here. Fuck this. This is weird. <laughs> I loved it, bro. This was fucking amazing. This right here is going to show up in the next clip show for sure. But like, yeah, and yeah. then the crowd erupted. It was it was just great. It was just this little moment right here was fucking great all around. Yeah. All right. At uh, Wendy's office, George goes in for his next appointment. But Wendy has to cancel. And George, I think, is perfectly obnoxious back to that uh the receptionist who you know you she made her obnoxious little sounds and uh you know i was just like oh fuck you i punch you right in the face you're really kind of annoying um but she she played that well yeah and and george was like oh no i'm sorry you didn't cancel in 24 hours now you owe me 600 dollars or whatever it was yeah no, this was great. And yeah, we we hate cocky George, but this isn't cocky George. This is cocky. This is this is George completely correct. Yeah, and ju- he's also justified George. Ju- justified George and he's doing something. He's saying something that we all wish that we had said at some point. Exactly. And I said $600, but I'm pretty sure it was actually $75. It, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was 75 bucks. But yeah. But you're right. Yeah, no, this is this is the George we wish we could be. Like he's at this time he's the guy who doesn't give a fuck about things and we wish we could be him just a little bit right here. Yep. Yep. So all right. Uh, Wendy apparently went skiing with Elaine and she's going to drop her off, but she wants to drop her off like two blocks from her apartment. So she doesn't have to make a couple extra turns. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you up your fucking fuck fuck hole. Yeah. That was a not cool move as a friend. Also, Elaine's carrying all her shit. Like, what the fuck is that? Dude, no friend who's dropping you off. Uh, even Elaine says she dro- she drove me like you know, 60 miles, but she won't drive me these last two blocks. Yeah. Like, that is that is an awful move. And we know that, like, blocks aren't always the same size, you know? Like, when I looked up, lived on 6th and Spring, um, you know, one block of was, was longer than the other, you know? Like, it's more of a rectangle type of thing. So she could be doing, like, three blocks of, like, the rectangle. That could be, like, a fucking quarter of a mile or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt mean, bad still- for Anybody, you know, you're, yeah. if, you're, you're, if it's your friend, you take some extra turns in your car. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's in her like her rationale is like then she'd have to like go all around Central Park West or something like that, and it's like, well, then you do it because you're in the car and you can sit there listening to your radio <laughs> and the heater. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking, yeah. God, yeah. W- Wendy is, yeah, she's a real shitty friend. This this episode. Yeah, absolutely. All right, at the apartment. Uh, well, Jerry also, you know, or oh, Elaine, well, Elaine. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, Elaine walking down the street real quick. Norman Brenner walked past her. Oh, I didn't notice that. Good, yeah. good eye. Yeah, yeah, so Elaine obviously carrying her shit. Yeah. Uh, she kind of like tweaks her arm. She complains to Jerry later about the whole walking thing. At the apartment, Jerry is sick of kissing hello, and he's turning everyone down to his complex. Uh, Jerry talks to his parents. Morty's still upset. Just kind of funny being obnoxious Morty about, you know, the interest rate saying, well, if we put into this kind of mutual fund, it would have been worth 600 something dollars. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Elaine goes to the nursing home, um, but on the way notices that his picture is not taken down, but it's been defaced. 
And so now he's all upset because, you know, nobody likes him. Even even Julio, uh, you know, kind of disregards him and is angry at him, you know, because he's no longer friendly. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Jerry. Yep. Uh, At the uh, old folks home, Jerry uh, finds out that uh, Nana's old neighbor was there. Someone who could potentially corroborate the $50 story. (laughs) And see what's going on with that. Uh, at Wendy's, George and her fight about the whole cancellation, you know, or Wendy's uh, Wendy's uh, office, I mean, uh, they fight about that whole cancellation stuff. Elaine comes in and that her arm is hurt from carrying the skis and she thinks uh, Wendy should help her out with that. Uh, but they, they, that they end up fighting and Elaine ends up making fun of her hair as her and George leave kind of ending that friendship. Yeah, and it's, it was funny, too, because uh, uh, there was a nice callback to George hearing. Uh, it was like a good callback to the beginning. Yes. Yeah, him having good hearing. Um, but I do like how— I hear everything, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how the receptionist, like, like it was either George or Elaine said, or I think it was Elaine, was like, and that haircut is so out of date. And then, like, everyone, like, looked at the receptionist, and the receptionist was kind of like, it kind of is. I was like, whoa, they actually had her and her, her on their side that time for that. I was like, that was kind of fun. But yeah, yeah, Wendy, Wendy uh, kind of sucked as a friend overall here. She did. So no big loss. No. All right. Uh, at the complex, Jerry misses the hellos. He misses the kisses um, and everyone's ignoring him. Uh, one even yells at him and <laughs> kind of bitches him out. Um, and another won't hold the door for him for the elevator. And it's kind of like how that ends. Ha ha ha. We start getting some credits. We then get a tag of Jerry needing to use Kramer's shower because that's what he needed Julio for to help, you know, fix the shower. Um, But he can't because Kramer's having a party with people from the building. And Jerry's not invited, obviously, because Jerry's not friendly with any of them. Uh, So, you know, Jerry uh, ultimately gets what he wants, which is to be left alone. That's kind of what he said. He just wants to be left alone. Um, But now he doesn't. He realizes that's not what he wants. He, he wants. He wants the love. And not not often do we see uh, Jerry like not come out on top at the end. And but this is yeah one of the few times where clearly it did not work out in his best favor here. Yeah. So, um. All right. I'm I'm gonna go first. Yeah. How go about for that, it, buddy? Okay. And I will say I've actually bumped up my score a half a point because I had a good time talking about it with you. Yeah. All right. Um. I enjoyed some of that. So some funny moments here. The money situation. Uh. You know. Jerry's predicament, you know, with the um, with the, the the photo stuff, ha ha ha, is all all decent. Um, George versus Wendy was pretty funny. Um, but what I actually felt about this episode was it was missing closure. Mm. How did any the A, the B, and the C storylines end up? I don't know. Did Helen get her money? We don't know. Does Jerry remain hated in the building? We don't know. Does George end up paying for his canceled appointment? Appointment, we don't know. We know nothing by the end of it. And that actually isn't that big of a deal for a lot of sitcoms, or particularly like this. You know, it's not like a, a show that, you know, is go, goes straight from one episode to another fully storyline and you need to have everything wrapped up. But having none of them resolved, I thought was a bit strange. And it just ended up kind of irking me, you know, for the episode. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was going against this episode was the pacing. It felt too quick. There were so many scene breaks. It was just like, we are going, here's a little thing. And then we're going over to George at the, at the uh, appointment with Wendy. And then we go over to Kramer and then we go back over. It was very quick where I felt we got some of those in previous 
uh, seasons. I feel like that's becoming more and more of the norm. And we yeah. kind of alluded to it earlier, but the days where Seinfeld would sit on a scene and you would l just let them talk and you would kind of like, or let things breathe and there would be comedy that comes from that. They're kind of shifting their comedy, which is still a different type of comedy, but that quick paced comedy, including quick editing of like, here's something, boom, now that's something now. And they, they all kind of tie in or they're kind of keeping plot moving, but it's kind of moving quickly is something different. And I'm going to have to adjust to that. But I had some issues with it today. Um, and so Overall, I thought the episode had solid points, but there just felt some things lacking with the pacing not being something that I could just sit and breathe on. I felt like my fingers were just going on a fucking mad spree doing the, some of these notes. Um, I ended up giving it right down the middle, 2.5 out of 5 squeezable ketchups. Oh, okay. okay. Wow, so it was originally a 2. And it was originally it too. To, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, before we even started recording, because um, Adam does all of his notes on his computer, but I do them by hand on a piece of paper, and I, I showed Adam the, my paper, and I like both sides, and because I, I draw a line for every scene break, and this episode has to have the most lines I've ever drawn on a Seinfeld episode. I was like, I was blown away by how many quick scenes there were in this episode. And, you know, like you said, and like we've both said, uh, I do think that that's going to kind of lend itself to not having as much of these uh, conversations about nothing, you know, like like the, mm -hmm. the, the ketchup bottle conversation. Or even we talked about it in the, uh, you know, the 100th episode clip, yeah. the Superman discussion too, you know? Dude, you're so on. Like this show used to be a show about nothing, but now every episode has... Like you're just constantly doing plot, like or you know, or different stories, each person's storylines, where you're getting less and less of that nothing. Wow, that's, that's very astute. I like that. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, and you know what? It's not always a bad thing. And to be truthful, in this episode, I didn't feel like it was holding the episode back because I found that every little scene and every little thing, like every direction that it went, I enjoyed where it was going. Uh, you know, whether it was a nice little. Video visual gag of Jerry's face on the wall, or it was, you know, George, you know, kind of winning that argument with the, uh, not paying the, or whatever, you know, the argument about the, the cancellation fee and all that kind of stuff. Um, I liked where they went. Now, I 100% agree with you that there was no, like, resolution to a lot of these points here. Other than, yeah, Jerry, probably, I think we got a resolution to that because now we see he's just the pariah of the whole place, right? Okay, But, but you're right. Like, we didn't even see George uh, write a check. Like, well, she gave the lady a check that one time, and then she was like, oh, you owe us another X, Y, Z. He never wrote her another check. So, like, mm -hmm. did he have to pay that? Did he just say, fuck you, I'm never going to pay that? So I'm with you. I wish there was closure to some of those points but I didn't have as much problem with it as you did so I am going to give it three unwanted kisses out of five alright which uh, is actually, which hold on hold on I just want to say hmm. it's funny you're got, yours got bumped up one notch I actually had this at 3.5 you oh, mentioning wow. you mentioning the the loose thread uh, but, points uh -huh for me, took it down a 0.5. So okay. we kind of actually almost settled almost yeah. right at the same spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We kind of did. Um, honestly, actually, while you were talking, I wasn't really listening. I know. Um, I, was <laughs> I, was, I was looking at IMDb. Uh, the receptionist, who was particularly annoying, um, she's actually a writer. She was a writer on 40 different episodes. She was a story editor on oh. Seinfeld. Oh, cool. Um, she also wrote 
uh, on Saturday for Saturday Night Live in the mid '80s. Um, she produced uh, some episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm as well as uh, the Ellen Show. Nice. Uh, plenty of other stuff. Good. So for yeah. Her. So I guess. I guess as a writer, she just kind of like jumped in on this one. So I feel like we've seen that before. We've seen a couple episodes yeah. where where like writers or somebody have popped. Uh, remember, uh, sorry, remember sorry. that guy. <laughs> remember that guy was like the freaking showrunner for the Super Mario Brothers cartoon. Like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and like head writer. So yeah, I I do like that. I do like it when they give uh, people like like her like some some mm-hmm. screen time so we can actually talk about their career and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think overall is a fun episode though. You know. I, I I I do like some some fast pacing, but I, I I do wonder that if we didn't have that picture of Jerry, if I would I probably would have landed at two point five with you, uh-huh. but for some reason that picture <laughs> of Jerry's face just fucking destroyed me. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so happy for you. Well, I mean, so far this has been kind of a quick-ish episode of Cartwright, um, but. Yeah, I was I was looking at that and just because I'm watching the the time right now while we're talking and yeah, I I think also too sometimes with these fast paced episodes, w- without having the ability to breathe, they kind of don't give us sort of options like sort of openings to discuss stuff. You're it's right. like boom, next thing, boom, next thing, and you're just like had, okay, exactly. okay, oh shit, here and you got to track it, you know? Yeah, dude, I feel like some of our earlier episodes when we start going off on tangents, it's because the story allowed us to go off on tangents. And you know what? Like when they were having some of those discussions, they would probably they would drop in more pop culture references. Yeah. I, I'm actually researching the lines that they say less. They're giving actually less references to real pop culture. Yeah. And so I used to have to do that like at least one an episode, and now it's like one every four episodes or something where I have to like actually go, oh, what are they talking about? And then research it. And then we kind of talk about something and I would go on something about that. Now it's, it's barely anything. Right. Yeah. Like for example, just go back and listen to the episode where he's like Bazooka Joe and he does, he flips his, his, mm-hmm. and then we, you and I talked about freaking Bazooka Joe for like 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Like uh, that's interesting. Now that could also be the, the writers and stuff, but yeah, that's also an mm-hmm. interesting to thing to note. Um, yeah. Wow. It's, 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 this is a wild journey, bro. This is a wild, wild journey. So it's it's fun to see these things evolve. In other shows that are evolving only for the better, the one that comes to mind is Podcasting After Dark. Tell me about that. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, Zach and I are having a great time over Podcasting After Dark talking about cult movies from our nostalgic youth. It is the dark, dark shadow to the blast from our past podcast. And uh, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. And by the time you're listening to this, uh, you know, our newest episode is like Screamers 1995 with Peter Weller. You know, like I'm sure Adam hasn't even seen that movie. <laughs> No, God no. When I when I think screamers, I don't think uh, some horror movie. I think other screamers. <laughs> I've I've met a couple of screamers in my day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Badoonch. Heyo. Heyo. Uh, yeah, we're we're having fun, and we're also interviewing a bunch of people over there too. So you can uh, on the podcast after dark's uh, Patreon feed, you can listen to us interview William Sadler, and uh, yeah. pretty much uh, almost uh, I don't know at this point 18, 20 interviews. People like Tom Matthews, Peter Jason, uh, freaking Jonathan Stark, uh, uh, Jeanette Goldstein, Vasquez from yeah. Aliens. Uh, Mark Ralston. Mark Drake Ralston, yeah. It's all kinds of crazy shit. So check that out. We're having a blast over there. But like I said, Podcasting After Dark is the dark shadow over the blast from our past. And you should 
be listening to both of those podcasts uh, in tandem together, uh, as well as Cartwright as uh, and Curb as as well. But uh, uh, if they're not, Adam, what uh, what are you guys doing over at the Blast from Our Past, and what is like your claim to fame over there specifically? Okay. Uh, well, uh, you mentioned what you guys put out this week. So, like, uh, for like the cult, or not the cult, yeah, for like the cult fans or like the horror fans, go to Pad. You're gonna love that. For like the a little bit more mainstream kind of people or whatnot, like you know, um, you're probably gonna dig the kind of stuff we're doing at Blast from Our Past. Like this week's episode is The Princess Bride. Talk about an '80s classic. Hey, like hey that it's, is a it's huge, a great movie. It's a yeah. great movie. So John and I talk that, and we also do a review of the '90s show Wishbone. Uh, you, I know you know <laughs> you don't know Wishbone. Never but come on, it. people, <laughs> people out there, what's the story, Wishbone? I know y'all know that shit. I love that. Uh, and then what is I would consider what makes our podcast unique? Um, maybe it's our claim to fame. Maybe don't, no one gives a shit about it. But I think it's something that we have a lot of fun doing that you're not going to get from a lot of other podcasts that also give you reviews is we do fan castings. And so what we do on that episode, for example, we talked Princess Bride. And then later in the episode, we recast Princess Bride as if they were having to remake that movie today. If they were going to revamp it, who would you want in those roles? And honestly, John and I, I think, knocked it out the park. I really like the castings that we did. I think we could, I could take those casts and not love it like I did, you know, the classic one. But it wouldn't make me feel bad if they went with the cast that John and I went with. One of my favorite recastings that you guys have done recently uh, was the Star Wars A New Hope recasting. And that was a lot of fun to listen to you guys pick pick characters or pick actors to go in different spots. And I got to say, I would watch the hell out of either of your casted movies. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, besides that, check out... Throwback Trivia Takedown, a trivia podcast that I do with John. You know, uh, we just kind of take our nostalgic love and throw it into trivia form. Besides that, the Blast From Our Past Network has so many awesome offerings, and Corey's going to tell you about them. That's right. You can listen to our pals Tim and Dean over at Talking Back. They're awesome. They're having a great time doing kind of the similar stuff that we do. But it's awesome because they're talking about all different movies that, than what we that talk about in Pad and what we talk about over at uh, Blast From Our Past and everything, they right? They jump in with uh, TV shows, comic books, yeah. uh, whatever. Video stuff. games. And also video games, they're all, again, and, and they're also Canadian. Yeah. So they're, they have a totally different, uh, much more, um, you know, nice take on everything. <laughs> exactly. You know, well, well, I'll go on a tangent or Corey will start, like, hating on shit or something. They're very cordial. <laughs> they're very nice about things. And so is our boys over at Action Action. Uh, they're, they're basically going through every freaking action movie that there is. Uh, they've been doing it for three years, and they're really cool thing about action action is that they rank the movies and they they're basically putting them on this massive massive list uh and you can actually follow that list on uh, on a website uh and an app called letterboxd um which is it's really fun so you can actually uh listen to their shows and then kind of watch the list uh change and evolve over time and that's kind of nice it's it's like a it's like an evolving podcast so check out action action check out people don't forget uh, another great one uh, by our pal Scott Grimes, uh, and he comes from a very strong pedigree of trivia podcasts. And uh, everything that you hear us talk about, you can find all all the links to every single podcatcher for each show on the uh, network website, and that is bfopnetwork.com. That's bfopnetwork.com, sometimes lovingly referred to as... <laughs> 
Perfect. Perfect. And of course, you can find the link to that in every single episode notes uh, on the bottom of the page. So yeah, enjoy it. Check it out and check us out. So we'll catch you next week with The Doorman. The Doorman. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.